What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, I'm Jason, and I support GenX Grown Up on Patreon. You should do the same, because the world just needs more GXG to make it a better place. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to donate to the cause. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always, of course, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? Wouldn't be a show without Mo. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going, Ben? You may already know that the backtrack episode is the one between our regularly scheduled shows where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. And in this episode, initially released in 1969, toy brand Nerf is a Gen X product that grew up right along with us. In this episode, we look back at the origin and history of the toy line that started with a simple foam ball. All that, plus we'll share our own childhood memories of playing with Nerf. That is coming up later in this episode, but first it is time to jump into some fourth listener email. And our fourth listener this time around is Rick. Rick dropped us an email about a very recent episode. His subject line is Raiders. Yeah, okay. About the Raiders of the Lost Ark we just mm, chatted about. Must be about the Goonies. <laughs> Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> How would you know? You haven't seen it. It could be That's about right. Goonies. It, it could have Raiders. <laughs> could very well have Raiders in it. That's right. John wouldn't have a clue. I don't know, but maybe it is. Maybe it has Raiders in the Goonies. Could be. Absolutely. Anyway, here's what Rick did say. We'll find out. He he writes in and says, I enjoyed the show about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, there we go. There's the answer. Uh, Something that you did not mention, but I think is amazing, is the homemade shot-for-shot remake of the movie that was done by some teenagers filmed on and off from 1982 to 1989. Now, have you guys heard of this before? Familiar with it? No, not at all. No. I know somebody did like a Lego thing, but not... Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) So what Rick is talking about, I have seen the documentary for this. Not the film, but I've seen the documentary. the documentary? Holy cow. It started as, again, like a little kid when he's 12. And then as he got older, like he stopped doing it, started doing it. And he ages like... 10 or 15 years in the course of the film and he gets bigger, but he was he, he loved the film. He was an aspiring filmmaker. He wanted to redo the whole thing. It's astounding. It's, I, you know, we didn't talk about it in the show. I mean, we couldn't talk about everything Raiders related, but <laughs> Rick is right. It's pretty damn amazing. Huh. Wow. I mean, I hope Lucas or Spielberg one saw the damn thing and gave him a job at some point. Yeah, I know. Really internship something. Right. I don't know about a job. It's been a while since I saw the documentary, but I know that Spielberg was like aware of it and he was said, yes, yes, go ahead. He signed off because it was used the full script. He's reshooting the right. whole movie shot for shot. <laughs> so he easily could have been dinged by somebody, but they, they were they were nice about it. Rick goes on to say he's providing the Wikipedia link discussing this whole thing. And I'll throw that over to you, Mo, to throw in the show notes if you would. Okay. Rick says it's quite an incredible story. And I'm, he's right. It is what these kids were able to do in recreating scenes. And when I say shot for shot, I mean, you know, like our favorite scenes, you know, you have like Tote is doing the, the Heil Hitler and you see the scar, but it's like drawn on with a marker or stuff or the, the whole deal with the, the fight around the plane. Like they didn't have a plane. It was almost like you ever see how they do. Uh, people see how cheap they can reproduce movie trailers with like cardboard boxes oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. It's like that, but not on purpose in a lot of places. But it's it's <laughs> charming. Charming is right, charming. So. Right. Yeah, you're right, Rick. So we will uh, we'll throw a link uh, to that article on Wikipedia into our show notes. Uh, people can check it out. And if you find the document, I do recommend it. It's if you love Raiders as much as we do, th- this whole thing was just a love letter to Raiders of the Lost Ark by this kid and his friends who all started it over the years. It's pretty cool. Uh, I want to thank you, Rick, for writing in. We love it every time the fourth listener drops us a line. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it is drop dead easy. Just fire off an email to podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one, and most of them, like Rick's, will eventually make the show. All right, time to jump into the history of Nerf right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. Nerf football, rah, rah, rah. You can watch it go. We had said at the top of the show, look, Nerf was first released in 1969, which makes it, it's a Gen Xer just like us. In fact, I was mm-hmm. born in 69. And as a product growing up with this, it has grown and evolved quite a bit. But of course, as with anything, we want to start with the beginning and talk about how Nerf became a thing. First, I want to dismiss a rumor or an urban <laughs> legend or something. A lot of people say, what does NERF stand for? And people think it's an acronym. And this is, I heard this growing up and I thought it was true that NERF stood for non-expanding recreational foam. And it yeah. makes perfect sense. I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. But NERF actually is not an acronym at all. And that is totally false. That's not what it stands for. <laughs> like, shouldn't they just adopt it? Because it just makes so much sense because that's really what kind of what NERF is. But but they didn't. So did they ever say what it's what it stands no, for? I mean, or it doesn't what it means? stand for anything. No, it comes from the origin of what NERF means. So it has a really interesting origin. It didn't start as a toy, as most things don't. It didn't even start as something that it was a, a piece of a product is kind of how it started. So here's the deal. So, you know, on recreational vehicles, they have, like you see a big truck, like a big honking truck in in traffic Uh pulls up next to you. And they have these giant fat bars, like these big steel bars bars, that go between the tires. Not the roll bars yet. Oh, oh, over the tire. Oh, between tires. The ones they stand on to get into the cab? You could step on them. Okay. Right, right. So there's these big bars at the bottom, like big heavy steel. And that's actually called, always has been called a Nerf bar. It's just what it was called, coincidentally. I don't oh, know why. Okay. okay. Uh, it's just always been called. You can step on it and you can go up there. So over time, that bar, which is kind of a protective bar, a bar you can step on, that same kind of material, that big steel bar was used to as roll bars, like you were suggesting, Mo, on vehicles that had soft tops or they were oh, recreational okay. vehicles that could roll over or something, right? And so now you have these Nerf bars that are at the bottom of the, of the truck and the top of the truck. But being at the top of a vehicle, it was common to bump your head on this thing because you get up and stand up and go clang it's this big steel bar (laughs) okay (laughs) so it wasn't long before manufacturers started to put foam padding around these bars by default okay so over time gradually nerf became less the bar that is on the vehicle and more of saying that here's a vehicle that's kind of has a protective layer on it. And so people kind of think of, oh, that's a Nerf bar. They kind of thought, oh, does that mean because it's soft and padded? No, it's just always called a Nerf bar, but they added the padding. And so that came along. Okay. Okay. But still, we don't know what the word Nerf means. We know it refers to those bars, but somebody called those bars, instead of calling them rolled steel stepper bars or something else, they called it Nerf for a reason. We're going to have to have a whole goddamn podcast just to learn the definition of this word. So I looked and looked and I can't find any clear reason of why why it's called NERF, why it's an acronym. Is it an acronym? I don't think it is. Hmm. Uh, at any rate, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like an odd name. You're right. Why would you call it a rolled steel protective bar? But it, that's Maybe not what they call it. some random person just said, oh, yeah, it's a NERF and just right. stuck. Probably in some it. inside joke <laughs> some no knuckleheads like us thought of and didn't tell anybody. Like <laughs> some guy who had a hard time speaking or something and he said one word, but they misunderstood it. Yeah, that's yeah. called NERF. That's what he said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Whatever. And then with those cute things. Right. It was it. on some podcast. They were stuttering. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so around 1968, this guy named Reynolds Wren Geyer. Now, this guy is not new to making toys. He's the guy who invented Twister. So he's been around in the market ah, before. He okay. has some chops. Huh? Mm-hmm. He has this company where he makes stuff and uh, invents stuff. And so he wanted to design a game that he described as a caveman game where people are the pieces and you throw rocks at one another. And That's what he, didn't George do that as a kid already? <laughs> 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 Infringement on George's game. That's right. Damn it. Did he have lunchboxes involved? 
What the hell was this guy doing? <laughs> he did not. He did not. Now, unlike George, he did not want to hurt people by throwing uh, these rocks. And so uh, he had this idea. He would take this, this uh, packing foam, the lame, he'd take packing <laughs> foam and he would cut it with a piece of heated wire. So just slice sure. right through it like butter. And he yeah. made these like craggly little rocks that look like rocks a caveman would have out of this, this foam. And they're like, here's a game. We got these cool little foam rocks. We've got this rules. You're a caveman. People are running around. And he's like, you chuck them at each other. It's time to shop it around. And he went to Mattel and Mattel said, get out of my office. He went to several other toy manufacturers. They're like, get out of my office. But finally, Parker Brothers liked it, except you've done all this work, Rin. We don't want the game. We don't want the caveman crap. We don't run it around. Let's just sell the ball. And that, that's, like, that's all we want okay. out of this thing you've invented. And Rin, like wanting a deal, wanting revenue is like, whatever you like, let's do yeah. just the ball. So they did some studies. Now, now, Nerf, the ball itself is made out of a polyester resin that reacts with another compound in the presence of carbon dioxide. And that makes it like super light, but also very resilient. Okay. There's a certain coefficient that they studied. Now, I'm not going to pretend to understand all this scientific junk, but the amount of bounce or rebound an object has when it hits another object is measured by the coefficient of restitution or COR. Of course. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. <laughs> You're yes. all familiar with this, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Everyone knows yeah, that. I mean, I've heard about it in the prison systems, but not in NERF. I didn't know I'm not that sure was... that's the same kind of restitution, but it's similar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it is payback for throwing it. Yeah. Well, anyway, when they applied for the patent for the Nerf ball, one of the major claims with this was that the ball had a very, very low COR, coefficient of restitution, which means it doesn't bounce very high and it's incredibly soft. So unlike other toys, uh -huh. you get a ball, you drop it and it goes flying all over the place unpredictably, or it's very heavy or it's very dense. And this had these, because of hmm. the way it was soft and the way that it had like a little harder core, you've seen a Nerf ball, you throw it, you hit it, it just kind of flump, it just hits the ground, it doesn't bounce, yeah. it doesn't bounce, yeah, bounce yeah. around anymore. Now, what Parker Brothers wanted out of this was literally, they want just the ball to make it a toy. So the promotional copy on the first Nerf ball, uh, they, they just called it Nerf ball. That was the name of the whole product. Okay. They call, it, was, it was labeled the world's first indoor ball. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, it was the first indoor ball you wouldn't get in trouble for, really, actually. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that didn't work out, yeah, by no, the way. Really. Let's let's do this at mom's china and see how that happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, not only did the Nerf ball not bounce, neither did that vase I just slammed it into. Then you'll learn about the coefficient of restitution when mom gets home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, on that first box, they had some slogans. It was released in 1969. It says, safe. The Nerf ball is made of incredibly soft and spongy synthetic foam. Throw it around indoors. You can't damage lamps or break windows. You can't hurt babies or old people. Yeah. <laughs> or old people. Old people. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. So, so George has I, some notes about I this. I've seen that. <laughs> I believe I could have had some money come in my way in the form of some lawsuits because I tried all of those things and none of that's true. I absolutely damaged some lamps and broke a window with a Nerf ball. No question. You broke a window with a Nerf ball? Hell yeah, I did. How did you how break a window with a Nerf ball? Holy shit. Dude, when I was young, I can throw. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, but that, that seems like you break some law of physics or something. I'm not saying that window was all the strongest to begin with, but, no, but it, still, it was a window and it did break. All right. All right, Mo, why don't we do this? Why don't we run through the claims and let's let's have George check off the things that he has disproven. <laughs> you ready? All right. Good. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the beginning. Starts with one word, all uppercase, exclamation point, safe. What do you say, George? Nah. No? Nope? Mm -mm. Okay, there's one down. All right. So <laughs> that's uh, All right. It's a choke hazard. You bite in that thing, swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, back then they had no warnings about that. Hell, know? that thing is safe. <laughs> <laughs> Not for consumption. Not for consumption, yeah. <laughs> it didn't say it wasn't. And don't play with the packaging. <laughs> That's <a> technicality. <laughs> uh, so the next sentence is, the Nerf ball is made of incredibly soft and spongy synthetic foam. You got to give that's, them that one, yeah? That seems yeah. true, but they're not telling me it's safe in that no, sentence that's either. So, that's yeah. true. All right, all right. So we're we're running through a point right? by point to see what we can disprove. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Throw it around indoors. That part, I think, certainly. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right, so here we go. All you right, can't you... damage lamps. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't break windows. We've just established. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm worried about this one, but here we go. <laughs> you can't hurt babies. <laughs> I, you know... I don't remember having a baby around at the time. Thank God. So, <laughs> All right. We dodged a bullet. 
So, so I, we'll assume I can't that's true. say yay or nay to that one. <laughs> right. I can neither confirm nor deny, nor deny that the babies were hurt. <laughs> and finally, you can't hurt old people. What do you say about that? Now, you had some old relatives come by every now and then, Okay, right? so what's considered old at that stage of my life, right? Let's see, if at that age, anything over 30. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's bullshit then. Yeah, 100%. Because my proven. mom was, I'm pretty sure my mom was over 30 at that point. And I beamed her in the head so many times, she almost had a concussion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Nerf. We have we we have some notes on your copy. You're gonna have to go back and uh, and <laughs> that's okay. Update. They're just selling guns now. They're not worried about the Nerf ball. They don't anymore. care about the ball. <laughs> you know, I want to I want to look at a Nerf ball now and just see all the disclaimers that are now on. Like it. how much is on now? It's gonna say do not fuse indoors right. or some crap like do that. Not gonna, eat. Yeah, whatever. Because they're gonna get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Packly disclaimer. Do <laughs> not. Yep. <laughs> Well, for just a little piece of foam, when they first released this thing in 1969, they sold four million little foam Ooh, balls. First how much year did alone, they sell for I wonder, probably like what, like twenty five cents or something. They probably had to like forty nine cents or something. It was under a dollar, under a yeah. dollar certainly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Probably the box cost more than the foam ball. Yeah, you know? it's it it one of those yeah. things. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because it was just the little ball. If I remember right, the, it was a ball in the cardboard box that had the little round cutout, so you That's could right. see the ball. So you, you could, yeah. well, and you could reach in and touch it. Is why the, the cutout, right? right? So you could reach and go, ooh, mm-hmm. it's it's soft, cool. And mom can go, oh, I don't think you could hurt babies or old people with that, you know. But <laughs> she might be wrong. So I'm looking now. You could still the packaging is the same. Actually, the packaging mm-hmm. now is the same as the original packaging, pretty much. And it, now you get them for twenty four bucks. Twenty four bucks? What? No way. <laughs> on the Nerf site, or is that like some eBay hackup price? Actually, it's Walmart, actually. Walmart, twenty-four bucks for a Nerf ball. That's got to be like some reseller guy. Yeah, I, on think their I think it's a marketing place. Nerf ball or something. Oh like yeah. yeah, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> Man, let's, assume, let's go with that. Okay. Well, that brings us up to the release of the Nerf ball, but that was far and away, not even close to the end of Nerf as a company, as a line of products, as how it evolved. So we get back from this break, we're going to talk about all the different things that once Nerf established themselves that Wren and Parker Brothers rolled out over the years. We do that right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Also sold separately, Nerf Hoop, Nerf Ball, and Super Nerf. Nerf Basketball from Parker Brothers. John, as you stated, there are a ton of products after that original Nerf ball that broke lamps mm-hmm. and killed babies or whatever its purpose was. <laughs> We're not going to go into that anymore. But I did a little bit of research on this because uh, somebody had to, and I was chosen. Uh, <laughs> not it. There were. So, so far, overall, over the history of the product in the company, which has been bought and sold multiple times mm-hmm. by other conglomerates, there have been 105 different Nerf series of products, not products themselves, mm. series of products. There have been wow. over 105 different series that they've released. Now, as most people of modern Nerf fandom probably know now, the large majority of those product series are now in the guns. But they are, that's not yeah. really where everything started. Mm-hmm. The guns are kind of a more modern, like mid 90s to 2000 evolutionary thing that we'll get Mm -hmm, into later but it's interesting to talk about some of the products that i some i kind of remember some i don't john you and mo you guys might remember some of these as well Mm -hmm. 
one of the first ones that they went with after that original Nerf ball was called mm-hmm. the Nerf Classic Glider, which was mm-hmm. really just a foam World War yep. One glider toy that they started producing in the 70s. And, and so I remember this one. So what George has done, actually, he's given us links to look at all these products yeah. because by name, I never asked for a Nerf biplane glider in my life. Right. But I had toys as a kid that just <laughs> all Nerf kind of just appeared magically. It's like it's, <laughs> it's on the lawn or it's in my house. You said but during the break, George, I don't remember ever buying a Nerf toy. I just remember having them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that little Nerf glider, I had it and I remember it. It, it was all, yeah. the whole thing was made of Nerf. It, think of the Red Baron's plane when he's fighting Snoopy, right? It's, it looks just like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, it didn't fly worth a shit, but you could throw it in the house just like any Nerf thing and nobody get mad at you for throwing your plane across. Now, if it could actually well, fly, that would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> but you look, by the by the time it lost aerodynamic qualities, it was already to the wall anyhow, so it didn't matter. But you could just sling it and it would go. Well, I, I can kind of understand how they came up with the idea, though, because uh, something else that was really popular during that time frame were the balsa wood planes. You remember you oh, get yeah, those yeah. in the little thin oh, yeah. piece of paper, mm-hmm. put them together. If you look at some of the pictures <laughs> on the Nerf Wiki fandom website, that's how the Nerf glider thing came. It was just parts that you put together like one of those mm-hmm. balsa wood planes. Actually, I remember having one of these things or again, yeah, I remember playing with one of these things that the plane? seriously appeared from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they didn't fly. But let me tell you, we spent a lot of time trying to make them fly. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, we yep. thought we were doing something wrong because they would not sell us something that wouldn't fly. Right? <laughs> that, I mean, that would yeah. happen. We must be doing something That's wrong. That's got to be illegal. <laughs> so we spent a lot of time trying to get these things to fly, but they never flew very well. But they look cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did. Now, there's another line of products called Nerf Mobile that they they addressed. Mm. And again, I saw this on our list and I'm like, what's a Nerf Mobile? I don't care. I don't oh. remember. And then I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, crap. I had like three of these at some point. <laughs> it, uh, so this is genius. Once they had this soft, foamy stuff, they kind of established themselves as like the safe toy. You're not going to break anything with. Well, okay. Right. Most of us aren't going to break anything with it. We've established <laughs> some of us are more industrious than others about breaking things. But these were goofy little cars. I had had the one that's listed on, on our sheet here called the old timer. There's like an old truck, but everything was soft. The only thing that wasn't soft, I feel like even the axle that went through the thing to hold on the foam wheels was like uh, a rigid kind of foam also with make a plastic cap on the I end to hold it in place. No? Yeah, I mean, they had, a, they had the hub cap. The, that part was mm-hmm. hard plastic, right. but okay. the rest of everything else was, was the foam material. It was all soft foam. And those weren't yeah. as quite as closed cell foam as I remember like Nerf balls later being, it was more spongy. And so this was an awesome thing to take in the bathtub because you it would submerge and then you bring it up and it's all full of water. It's like, gosh, <laughs> it's, it's pouring water out of it. You could put soap in it and wash yourself with this truck because it was, it, it would absorb, it was cool. Who would want to wash themselves with a truck? <laughs> yep. And they had a whole bunch of different models of these things. I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia thing now and I remember a few of them like you do, John, but mm-hmm. they had one that was called the bug, which was ostensibly like, like a VW bug yep. shape. Right. They had a racer, which was supposed to be, you know, huh. like a race car, look more like a Pinewood Derby <laughs> thing I would have created. <laughs> they even that. had a forklift. They had an old time pickup truck and stuff. It, <laughs> you can tell that they were definitely targeting a young, like say six year old and under kind of audience with that line. Hmm. I would say. Well, that worked yeah. for me because that's, I was six year and under. So <laughs> <laughs> the next one on the list though, I don't, I don't remember it. I saw pictures of it, but it seems familiar which is the Nerf mm. animal toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they look familiar. Like I've seen them before, but I don't have any strong memories of them. I'll tell you why they look familiar. Why? All they did was they took wood toy designs and turned them into Nerf. Mm-hmm. All of these things like the alligator, the elephant, the hippo that they have in this line, they look exactly like the toys that my parents oh, talked yeah. about. Mm-hmm. That were wood. the wooden toys they with the wheels on them, them that right? you would pull yeah. and yeah, with yeah, the string. Yeah, yeah. They're yep. just done in Nerf form. That's all these guys yep. did. They were ripping people off <laughs> left and right. I'm telling you, they stole my ideas about their safety precautions. <laughs> now they steal the wood toy, people. Nerf is a bunch of thieves. Well, and the Nerf animals are just more of the Nerf vehicles. It, it's not like, let's make a, <laughs> yeah. an accurate alligator. Right. No, it's an alligator on wheels, an elephant. Right. Right. On wheels, right. right? It's just it's just the same toy, but as an animal now. Again, appealing to the seven, six or seven year olds, right? Yep. They also had Nerf Critter, which is another kind of mm-hmm. thing. I why you split them 
up into those two different lines. I have no idea, but they did. And it was like, instead of the animals like hippo or elephant, these were like nerfosaur, obviously, you know, a dinosaur. Sea nerfant, which was like this dragon kind of kraken type of looking thing. Nerf worm, like a worm with wheels. Why does a worm need wheels? Tell me that. Why can't it just be a worm? Because he doesn't have legs. That's a great answer, Mo. That's (laughs) it. I mean, you thought on. you were going to stump us, and Mo had, he had locked and loaded. <laughs> they did a circus train as well. They considered it a different line, but really it was just three of these things together. You had like an engine and a caboose and a little thing. I look at some of these now, and I'm like, I wish I had this. That would have been really cool. Yeah. But did you get the impression yeah. that somebody was just throwing anything against the wall and just saw what stuck? You know, they're just like, of course, got this foam that we can make into pretty much any shape. Let's mm-hmm. make a snake. <laughs> see what happens. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. It costs us five sense to make it let's see what happens mm-hmm. see what happens i think uh the one that probably deserves the most attention in all these product lines is the one that kind of came next and it is next to the guns it's one of their larger lines as far as amount of products in that line nerf sports now i think every single one of us on this podcast and people listening have probably all picked up a nerf football at some oh, point oh, or a yeah. nerf hoops mm-hmm. basketball set yep uh, some of the other things that you might not remember that they did have at different points, they had like this uh, baseball set, which it came packaged. I remember this because yeah, really? I yeah, always yeah. wanted I one. I never this. got it. The ball was on the end of the bat in the package and the bat itself was just hanging down. And that's how they hooked it up in the store. It was just mm-hmm. on like a little pegboard hook. Hmm. Oh, I wanted one of those things so bad. But by that point, I was like 40 and I felt bad about buying Nerf <laughs> in the store. <laughs> how do you make a Nerf bat? I, so I'm, well, the bat, so was, it a regular? The bat okay. was like, it was like a softer plastic, but it wasn't like the foam. I don't okay. think, was it? Yeah, it was like a plastic core in the inside, but the Nerf foam was wrapped around oh, it. Okay, kind of like those it. bars on the pickup trucks. That started <laughs> like, oh, I see. <laughs> so th- there was a rigid yeah. bat in there. It wasn't just a floppy bat, like a noodle yeah. or anything. Yeah. I see. Yeah. No, <laughs> really hard they to even had a, believe it or not, they had a remote control pitching machine I saw on the list. That's really? something. Oh my God. Had I been able to have that? No question at any point in my history would I have been a major league baseball player. Had I had that curve pitching machine, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I remember having the basketball hoop for sure. That was like, oh, I think everybody had oh, that though. They right? like hang over the edge of the door yeah, and it had the, the little soft ball, the, door. Yeah, the orange ball. Yep. And we're playing against my brothers who are much taller. That may be as synonymous with Nerf as the guns are now. If you think about it, those Nerf hoops and knockoffs of them are everywhere. How many of those things were given away by Chuck E. Cheese for tickets for Crown Island? I've got one in my hallway right now that my kid got when he was like, eight yeah i mean those things are everywhere nerf hoops i've still got one that i used to keep up in my office and you just you oh, yeah. tie the little net below it and so you could just all day long just from your desk start making hoops it was a lot of fun it was a relaxing thing in the office it was great especially for cubicles hmm. because it didn't make a lot of noise well you know the later on in 80 i think it was like 83 84 or something in there they they decided to do something more with those little cars the, the just the mushy cars that you would fill with water in the bathtub like i did but they added a line called motorman which as you might imagine they were they had a motor in them of some you could wind them up oh okay. so the outside was all foam and they had the foam wheels and everything but then you could wind them up on the back and they would self-propel themselves yeah huh okay huh huh Huh. i mean that makes sense that's right around the time when the pullback racer cars were Mm -hmm. coming around right yeah yeah around the mid 80s or so because remember you'd push those things on the ground and pull them back and it would wind the little mechanism inside them you'd let go of the car and it would take off oh yeah of course yeah they had like this whatever the 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 that looped like a worm spring yeah. in them that would wind up and let go. Yeah. Makes sense. They would try to capitalize on that. Well, in the mid eighties too, was when everybody was, how can we put some kind of mechanism or electronic into games and board games and toys and whatever. So even Nerf was saying, what can we put in to make it, uh, to add a play element, to make it, you know, motorized. I could see that. Do you guys remember this one that you all, you listed here called Nerfles, which are like little no, figures. Do you never. remember those at all? Mm-mm, nope. So these were really clever. What it was is it was just a ball inside. And the thing that it went into, 
made it look like a person. Like it had little plastic feet, a base, and you shoved the ball into the base and yeah, it like just had the face of the ball. Or something? That's what I'm kind thinking. of, kind of like okay. that. Yeah. Huh. Now they I'll sold them. There were also giveaways at like Burger King, I think, and some other places you, you would collect oh, them. Oh, so they were small probably, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they were like two and a half, three inches around. They were a little about the size, oh. a little smaller than a Nerf ball, but they had faces, like they had eyes and noses, but otherwise no body, just a ball. I'm looking at these things now. I want the whole fucking line. Right. It's like so collectible, aren't they? They're cute as hell. I want the whole line. Oh, wow. They are cute. Oh, my goodness. I saw this thing in a list. There's one called. Oh, my God. They all have names. (laughs) The Nerfle Bopper is the the funniest toy on here because all it is is one of these little, like you you jam the ball into this outflow and it has one of those bellows that you smack with your fist and it fires them out of the the toy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> safer play inside you can't get in trouble it hurt old people luckily you know what i don't think the little small ones i don't think they're the same nerf material i don't think they are i, I never held one of this hand. list yeah Mm-mm. yeah i think they're hard plastic because down near the bottom of the list they have ones that are have the same names but they're called plush meaning that mm. they're the softer material i think but i still want them all yeah they're so cute <laughs> Isn't that kind of getting right into what you were talking about, though, is that all these soft foam Nerf toys is not what Nerf is known for these days, really. And Mm -mm. that might have been kind of the beginning of like, well, yeah, we made our millions off of the soft foam Nerf ball, but we could be a bigger brand and do more stuff. Yeah, I mean, no question. And they definitely didn't have a problem trying to innovate 105 product lines. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no question. They were trying new things all the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then when you start to get into the 90s, that was like this pivot where they, you know, the 80s were over. And then you started seeing like uh, like a Nerf bow and arrow that you could like shove the like a foam (laughs) arrow into and pull through that. I remember those. Yep. Right? Uh, Like missile launchers and slingshots, the one that had the balls that would, the whip behind there. That was like this transition of, Mo, you said a minute ago, Nerf was like, let's just throw things at the wall and see what sticks. But they did that with the Nerf foam. But at this point, like in the early 90s, they were going, well, let's throw not just Nerf foam and balls at the wall. Let's throw guns and toys and super soakers that weren't even called that at the beginning until they found a whole other market. Nerf balls aren't dead, but they make more off of their guns today than they ever made off of those little Nerf balls, I'm sure, because they're everywhere. I mean, you talk about the guns, and I did some research. You know, the first Nerf gun came out in 92. Do you remember that? I, I thought it was later. I don't know why. I wasn't well, buying them, but that's when they were doing the bow and arrow and crap. Sense, though. Yeah. I mean, they would probably take them several years to get that product line off the ground into what it is now. So, mm. yeah, I could see the early 90s. That makes sense. I mean, I didn't know about it, but. They did have something before in 89. It was called Blastaball. And I think you guys saw it. It was like a plunger thing and it shot little Nerf balls mm-hmm. out. Yeah, like a little, yeah. a little air plunger too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we were blasting little Nerfles, just the same kind of thing. Exactly. Except you had a plunger exactly. instead of a, a bellows. Except they said they came out with a sharpshooter though in 92. That used the first Nerf darts. Which is oh, that okay. evolution, which is really that's really Nerf guns now. We talk about Nerf guns, that's really what people consider Nerf. Well, it's guns. either it's yeah. either those dart guns or the water guns these days, right? It's those two right. things that I think are known known most for. When that first Nerf gun came out, that mm-hmm. was like the turning point because it went from almost it was like a the must have toy for like every kid I think at the time. Because <laughs> and the thing is that it appeals to like all different ages too. You got older kids were buying it to shoot each other with. Yeah, I need self defense. Look, if most Owen George have a Nerf gun with darts. I can't not have one because I'm going <laughs> to yeah. get dominated, right? Yeah, because you get the darts and throwing it back is that the same. Impact. I'm just going to throw the Nerf ball. <laughs> yeah, quit it. I mean, they're ubiquitous. I'm still as we go to clean behind furniture in this house that we've been in for 20 years. I'm still finding those goddamn I, orange darts. Darts. <laughs> it's funny because I just finished repainting like some plant shelves in my living room. As I was up there, I found two Nerf darts. <laughs> yeah, so, that I makes sense. I've been up there, but. They've been up They're there just for a like while. tribbles. They just keep multiplying. <laughs> they do. They do. Well, the other primary gun I would say that's known under the Nerf brand is the Super Soaker, which is that's probably half of the money they make is off dark yeah. guns, and the other half is off Super Soakers. Now, now the guy who invented the Super Soaker is not Ren, the same guy that invented the Nerf Ball, but right uh, now. George, this was a guy, a, a NASA scientist who invented this like mm-hmm. powerful water squirter, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, Lonnie Johnson, I think. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Something sounds like right. that. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, I watched uh, one of those toys that make us kind of mm. documentaries. It's on right. Netflix mm-hmm. or Discovery or History or whatever channel is ripping off my childhood at the moment. But <laughs> All of them. They, Making money off our they, childhood. They showed this guy that invented this thing, and I really was amazed by the original prototype. So being a NASA engineer, he built the original prototype all out of metal. Oh, jeez. That's, what's, what was the pressure on that thing? And the first one, he gave it to his son to test, and it oh. just exploded in his hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the pressure was way higher than he expected. <laughs> Should have yep. put that air compressor on it. <laughs> right. I saw that episode too. They're like, and it was leaky, and it had, but he yep. iterated on it. He got it better and better. Mm-hmm. And then when his kids had it, and we go out to play, all the other neighbor kids, just like I was self defense. I need one too. Yeah. Now what happened was yeah. he had taken that. Whoever bought it ended up with at Hasbro, and yeah. Hasbro bought Parker Brothers, who owned Nerf. And so this is like a case of the the tail wagging the dog thing. Like, well, Nerf is our biggest brand we're going to label the super soakers as nerf not a single soft spongy part of it but it's Mm-mm. a nerf brand is water now. soft no not really <laughs> that was super <laughs> soakers. Not not. Pressure, until it hits you not. in the face it's yeah. not no <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you i mean that took water pistols like because do you remember having like water fights and one person had the hose and yeah how yeah the cheater <laughs> yeah we call him yeah. the cheater yeah but now it's like everybody <laughs> can have the hose right because everybody can have these mm-hmm. right ridiculously powerful nerf guns yeah and they seem like they just made them work more and more more powerful as time went on like they just got oh yeah they had numbers too like the oh, 1440 and the blah blah oh, blah and, like model and numbers if you yeah. had the bigger number it was like you know and whether that number related to water volume or pressure or just random number whatever <laughs> didn't matter just bigger number uh, that's the bigger the number i win that's right yeah. it's yeah. the five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> i got the six thousand. oh no doomed. <laughs> Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Welcome to Nerf Max Force. Let the games begin. It starts with a flurry, 15 darts off in a hurry, muscled by the crank of Razor Beast. He takes on Sawtooth, who appears to be dartproof as he reloads a set of five. Rattler comes in pumping, and the others start jumping as he fills the sky full of foam. No one looks weak in this sucker dart world of hide-and-seek, and the games have only begun. Max Force, it's Nerf to the next power. Doing all the research for Nerf and all this stuff, I ran across so many just weird little <laughs> nuggets of things. I can't, I'm not sure what they are, but just I, I, we can't not talk about these because there's just so, I don't know, there's just so much about Nerf that, that right, talk about this. Right. Lay it on us. What do you got? So here's one is like, let's see how many of these slogans you remember. How about that? Oh, all right. They, okay. had, they okay. had about, they said they had about 10 different slogans that they went with. So there's only one Nerf. Nope. Mm. Maybe. Not awesome. Okay. okay. How about this? Mm. Get real, get Nerf. Okay. That goes mm. against the whole point of the company. Everything's <laughs> supposed to be soft and squishy, not real, but all right. But the real Nerfs. Okay. This one you definitely say, it's Nerf or nothing. Kinda. That one I definitely remember. Do you? Do you? Oh, yeah. I like, I, it's almost like I want to remember it, but I don't actually remember it. It sounds right, but I... <laughs> okay. Um, there's no one except no substitutes. I guess we're getting a lot of Chinese... No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no. That's not Nerf. That's from Risky Business. I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> not Nerf. Uh, this one, I think, came up when they started doing the super soakers and the guns. Enlist, engage, and force. That one I don't Holy crap! Christ. That's a that Nerf was, slogan? That was, their, that was one of their slogans. <laughs> How do we get from won't hurt babies to enlist, engage, and force? <laughs> oh, you think that's bad? What's we'll this next one? Bend the rules of battle. Wow. <laughs> so much for the Geneva Convention, apparently. Jesus. <laughs> then this next one probably, I'm guessing, wouldn't last that long after people heard it the first time. The wetter, the better. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the mantra I've lived by my whole life. Live in infamy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, going to find one of those commercials that would they say that just to. Now, are, are you sure this was a Nerf slogan? Positive. That, that, <laughs> yeah, right? that was a Nerf one. It seems like there are better products you could use. That's I'll, I'll leave it alone. That's <laughs> that, right. feels like, that feels like the porn parody version of a Nerf commercial, not necessarily a Nerf slogan. <laughs> and this last one they had on the list, and this one I'm not sure where it came from, but it's called Light It Up. And I don't that want to glow don't in remember. the dark nerf, maybe? They might have. Oh, you know what it was? They had the glow in the dark nerf footballs. Do you remember those? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, you can okay. play with them at night. That was you the whole commercial. Night, right. Yeah. Yep. So the glow stopped glowing. Then you couldn't find them. I think yep. of all of those, like it's nerf or nothing is the closest to being a memory yeah. that I have that they used as a slogan. Yeah. Well, I remember. I also remember yeah. they accept those subsuit ones. I, I don't think they did a good job with their slogans. If we can't really remember them, like you're, have you're a right. Coke and a smile. We remember they the changed hell out of too that much. Yeah. yeah. Stick with one. Yeah. They did change a lot. Well, I think that's the problem. They just kept changing it. I'm going to nominate the wetter, the better to be the new permanent slogan. <laughs> if we could just go with that, please. Now, ironically, the fact that Nerf started as this soft ball that wouldn't, you can, couldn't, you know, you could throw in the house, it wouldn't break anything ostensibly. And then it evolved in this other stuff. But Nerf has another meaning that is primarily in video gaming, I think. And you've probably heard this okay. before. Like, I certainly have heard this. I know it happens a lot in real time uh, combat games where you run around like, you know, Call of Duty oh, and like things the- like that. That. Call of Duty things, yeah. Yeah. So they'll do an update, you know, so, oh, I have the rocket launcher and they, you know, they'll, they'll publish an update to the rocket launcher and it's not as powerful anymore. It's slower to reload. And gamers okay. will say, oh, they nerfed that weapon. Oh, I've okay. also heard that Makes in sense. Mortal Kombat. So some what? Mortal Kombat, like on Mortal Kombat 10 specifically, I know, I forget who the character was, maybe Rain or someone. It came out and he was just too powerful. He was, he would dominate. And so they had to tune it, which games do all the time. You have to tune the multiplayer to make sure it's fair. And they go, oh, they nerfed that character with the latest update. Mm. I mean, really, it meant you could no longer spam this weapon. The advantage it has <laughs> that's unfair doesn't work anymore. And so it kind of goes all the way back to like the roll bars on the truck. We nerfed it. We put right. a foam padding on it so it's not as dangerous as it may have been. <laughs> it just kind of means to make it ineffective or less powerful. So if you hear somebody go, oh, they nerfed you it. You know what? Why are there not nerf minions? There should be nerf minions. Going down that lane of thought, you know, it's mm-hmm. nice, soft, not very damaging. There should be Nerf minions. I'm just throwing that out there. Nerf, you it's can like have the little Nerfles, right? It's just like those little guys. Yeah, They'd be cute. You could have a variety. They'd have names. You could do all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I started talking about that. We can move on to the next it. thing, but I apologize. Yeah. That's, That's right. <laughs> just popped so, into my head. Every time they came with these guns and stuff, you know, they have to keep upping it, right? You got to make the next one better yeah. than the previous one. So, just like the numbers. Mm. So now they actually have Nerf rhymes that shoots. It's called the Blast Elite Darts, something like that. They shoot like 90 feet. Now, this is like the ones you buy in the store. Mm-hmm. And they have ones, you've seen it, they come like the Nerf. Things come in like literally like a drum, like a Tommy gun. Yeah. So, oh, yes. So, I've seen those. So you can fit like 25 darts them at one time or something like that. You just keep shooting them. I mean, it's just, a, <laughs> the, I have to admit some of the, like when the kids get them, my grandkids get them. I look at these things. I'm actually very impressed with like the ingenuity of some of the stuff they're coming with to make these things work with Nerf darts. I'm, I'm yep. a little worried about how we're training these kids because like my son, <laughs> when he started getting into Nerf guns when he was young, like they had magazines that they would pop into the bottom. Yeah of a machine gun like <laughs> AR-57 looking thing. Enlist, engage, enforce. There it is. I'm like, what the hell are we teaching these kids? They're going to grow up into little militia bastards or something pretty soon. Jesus. <laughs> I'm reading the name of this product that you listed that shoots them so far. Yeah. It's called the Nerf In Strike Elite Hyper Fire Blaster. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> that sounds like just a wholesome toy. <laughs> I don't know where some of these facts come from, but this is one that caught my eye a little bit. The only Nerf-related injuries are due to the darts hitting people in the eye. Okay, so first of all, that's bullshit. I gave my mother a concussion when I was like nine years old. A so concussion we with a Nerf? But I told you, I just kept beating her in the head all the time, man. <laughs> I thought you liked your mom. I well, but I nerf. What do you want? They told me it was safe. That's not my fault. Carte blanche to just beat the crap beat out, the of crap out of you. I know you're unconscious, but it says it won't hurt you. 
one thing that I was reading about the Nerf injuries, though, is that they say that if you buy the knockoff mm-hmm. darts, they're not as soft as the yeah. actual Nerf. Oh, ones. I can see that. Yeah. 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 They have like little hard rubber tips yeah. on the end of them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I don't yep. know. I don't know. Well, we mentioned the Super Soaker earlier. I saw this and I, I noted that initially they had another name for it. I don't remember this, but when they first released it, they called it the Power Drencher, which sounds yeah, quite a I bit like more, more militant, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they changed it later on when they, they, they got in it's there, but they rebranded Super Soaker. And that that's the one that we all know. I like Power they Drencher. were worried about that wetter is better tagline i guess and they had to the whole marketing campaign all together we need to eliminate all references to moistness please let's get all yeah. this out <laughs> you know we mentioned earlier about like how many times nerf brand has changed hands you know i mm-hmm. mean it went from parker brothers right then yep. kenner then kenner was bought by tonka then that was bought by hasbro which i it's just crazy that's where they are, are today like, yeah so now yeah. they're still at hasbro right is that where they are i think so there, well, yeah but there's a missed opportunity in that line of succession right nerf at one point was owned by the same company who made the star wars action figures why yeah. did we not get a nerf chewbacca Holy tell God. me <laughs> you would not have bought that well you had the bandolero that chewbacca has but it'd be full yeah. of nerf darts the nerf perfect darts. there right. you go exactly oh th- that's a no brainer put that man. together that's a no-brainer. So I was doing some research as far as like the most powerful and biggest Nerf gun ever made. Like and there's mm. a whole community of modders out there who modify oh, yeah. these Nerf yeah. guns. But this person built one from scratch. So it has two world records. It is the largest Nerf gun and it is the most powerful Nerf gun. So wow. it was a guy in Huntsville, Alabama, which makes me think he's part of the space program. Uh, hey, yeah, <laughs> sure. That's what he's a part of in Alabama. Okay. Well, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, among other right. things. <laughs> but it was 12 feet 6 inches long <laughs> this thing right, it can shoot a nerf dart 250 feet <laughs> wow <laughs> John, and I mean has, John Spurk that's all I care about for the rest of the podcast <laughs> it has a velocity it's difficult of 50 miles per hour when it comes out the what? barrel. <laughs> 50 miles per hour? That won't hurt anybody at all. You know, that's a guy with just too much time in their hands. Right. That one might break a window or, or damage a lamp. It might even hurt a baby, I can imagine. <laughs> it may give a mom a concussion. Who knows? Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now, of those stock guns, not the 12-foot guns that you can build in your backyard yeah. in Alabama, but of the stock guns that you can get, the highest rate of fire, 150 darts in 30 seconds. Okay, why? I don't know. I don't know. Number one, that's every parent's worst nightmare. Do yes. you know what the cleanup is like on 150 <laughs> darts in 30 seconds? That's bullshit. Well, they say if you're if you're marketing though, you would want something that shoots as many darts as possible. Because you sell more would darts. You sell? How many darts would yep. you sell? I mean, to my family, just one batch. Because I'm not <laughs> buying anymore after that. Like you shot your wad, that's on you, kid. Yeah, but for every one of you, there's two parents who spoil their kids to just keep replacing mm-hmm. them. So you know. yeah, yeah, yep. I know. Yep. Not to mention the grandparents that just want to torment their children by buying the grandkids something yeah. like that. Oh, I totally do that. Well, some people do keep buying them, unlike George's family because they say that Hasbro makes over 445 million of those little darts per year. Ooh, holy Per cow. year. Mm. <laughs> they're not cheap either. You go to the store and buy them. They're not inexpensive, I don't think, are they? Well, they're cheap for them to make, just well, expensive before, for us for, to buy. Yeah, apparently. exactly. Wow. <sighs> it reminds me of that statistic. Uh, you probably heard uh, Lego Company. They're the lar- world's largest manufacturer of tires. Now, coincidentally, <laughs> the tires are only like an inch in diameter, but they make more tires than anyone on the planet, bar none. So I can only imagine that that Nerf makes more darts than anybody on the planet because yeah. regular wow. darts, you don't lose constantly all day long, right? You actually, <laughs> or, or buy them at a drum or fire them 150 per 30 seconds. <laughs> So they're actually not as expensive as I thought, though. Uh, you could buy 200 authentic Nerf darts for 12 bucks. Hmm. Eh, so not as still. bad as I thought. Not as bad as I thought. Yeah, but you shoot 150 of those in 30 seconds, you're only getting back like 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, you'll get them you all back them. Yeah. over the years. You'll find them. Well, yeah, you will find them. That's hey, here's true. two on top of the refrigerator. Hey, I found yeah. one in the dog's dish. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying something else about the dog there. Let's move no, on. No, dish, yeah. dish. Okay. <laughs> Just to be very clear. 
But I mean, we talk about how much money they make. I mean, Nerf products overall make about mm-hmm. 400 million a year in revenue. Just yeah. one product I line. All the product that. lines. Oh, yeah. Just one the product. Lines. I mean, that's amazing. Well, but you say one product. It's really not. It's they've evolved. Like I said, 105 yeah. mm-hmm. different product lines. Yeah. But granted, most of it is in the gun space at this point, I'm sure. Yeah. I yeah. wonder what kind of kickbacks or, you know, royalty deals they have with the people who like like I mentioned earlier, Chuck E. Cheese with their little knockoff mm. Nerf hoop thing that they give out oh, at yeah. the restaurants for the tickets. They can't be doing that without some kind of licensing deal through Hasbro. You know, Hasbro, yeah. they're cutthroat. They're going to get their mm. money. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Although I've seen those knockoff like basketball things and the balls are actually crappy using those. Oh, like they sure. fall apart. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You, you can tell the, the difference. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can tell the difference between the mm-hmm. two. Like there's, mm-hmm. like there's the ones that just basically get pitted and fall apart and just <laughs> nasty after a while. Mm-hmm. And then you get the nerf yep. ones, which are still nice. <laughs> Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Power is pumping and arrows in your hand. Now your heart is thumping, fire as quick as you can. Enemies coming now, they're in your sights. Nerf bow and arrow. It's nerf or nothing. We've talked about the origin, we've talked about the evolution, we have talked about how many darts to get lost in the dog's dish, but we have not yet talked about our own personal experiences. And you know, sometimes that's remembering and uh, you know, kind of mining the nostalgia is something that I know our audience really enjoys. And I, I think I'd like to start with George because I'm I'm hopeful that there's some violence involved. I mean, I would be just disappointed if there's not. So uh, any particular Nerf memories you want to share with our audience? Well, I mean, outside of the childhood breaking of lamps and causing my mother's late stage memory problems in her <laughs> later life, um, I, I guess the thing that probably comes back the most is I, I know I had one or two of those little Nerf balls. Those were fine. Mm. You throw them around the house, bean people with them. But the Nerf football, when I was yeah. about oh, like yeah. 10 oh, to 12 or 13 years old, we had one or two, maybe three of them in the neighborhood. And what I remember most was the pickup football games in the side yard. Nerf footballs at that point, they weren't the ones that had the cutouts in them or, or the arrow tail that made right. them fly oh, right. farther right. and miles straighter. Yeah. Now. Or the spiral just the one or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The whistling no, one these too. were just the original mm-hmm. Nerf footballs. So you couldn't throw them very far. They were perfect for a side yard football game. Yeah. Our yard was probably the whole thing that the piece of property was on was like an eighth of an acre in a duplex, right? And mm-hmm. So there was a side yard that was shared by two buildings that weren't connected in that part. And we would just have these awesome Nerf football games. You know, that tree at the end of the side yard is the one goal line <laughs> oh, and sure. the concrete is the other goal line. Right. And I just remember like three on three football games, just, you know, one kid running out as a wide receiver, another kid is the quarterback, one kid blocking or playing running back or something like that. I remember those days so much, so fondly, just tackling the shit out of each other. The football was inconsequential. It was just something to play with, but... <laughs> Trying to pretend like we were, you know, the Atlanta Falcons or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Miami Dolphins or the San Francisco 49ers or whatever, just 
out there having a blast all day long, especially during the summer, as we've talked about in previous podcast episodes, when you were out of school, mm-hmm. just, you know, sun up to sun down, beating each other half to death, laughing hysterically, <laughs> dog piles when you would tackle somebody. Oh, and Nerf was at the center of all of it. Those Nerf yeah. footballs made it possible. I mean, you know, we... We got the normal footballs a couple of years later, but when we were kids, Nerf mm-hmm. was it. Yeah, yep. You know, it's funny that you chose a Nerf football. And I also, my my fondest memory of playing with Nerf is also a Nerf football, but I was not playing football with the Nerf football. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so again, no. as you said, this is before they put a tail on it, before they put it spiral or whatever. This is just a regular orange Nerf ball, mm-hmm. football, right? And certainly you've seen them. Okay. For some reason, every Nerf football I ever owned or held or saw that had been taken out of the store had a bite out of it. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they always had a bite out of them. And so the outside is a little bit more rigid foam, right? It's it, it's closed mm-hmm. cell, so you, like water doesn't yeah. get into it. But the right. inside of a Nerf football is very absorbent. So yeah. my close personal friend and I, when we were kids, he had an above ground pool. We lived out in the middle of nowhere in, in, in the woods, right? Nobody had in-ground pools out there. We, we, just, it was, we were that kind of hillbilly. So we were collecting Nerf footballs. It was like, I don't know what I bought them. Like you said, there, we found two or three. The thing is you could take the Nerf football that had the bite out of it mm-hmm. and you could submerge it in the pool and you squish it. And when you release it, it sucks up all right. kinds of oh, water. Yeah, yeah. This becomes the world's most dangerous water balloon that you can hurl. <laughs> so we weren't in the pool, but it was our ammo. So we would take the footballs and we'd run over to the pool and throw them in there and squish them so they would soak up all the water and then pick them out of the pool and run around to throw these like five pound water balloons at one another. <laughs> and when they hit, they they would knock you down. They right. would absolutely. Like so it was the best, it was like it hit with a bowling ball with a little bit of give, but it was also a water balloon that got you all wet. So some of my best memories of playing with my buddy out around his house was just, we probably had seven or eight of these Nerf balls, all with bites out of them or holes or notches <laughs> that you could soak in the pool and you could hurl at one another. So wow. <laughs> just, that was great. Mo, what about you? Do you have any memories? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, because when I was a kid, especially elementary school, it was like mm. everyone had to have a Nerf football. Because sure. one thing is that you could put it in your backpack. It would fit in your backpack, you know. Oh. So if you had to play something after school, you, you had a ball right there. You could sure. play with it. Yep. Everybody had different color ones. So you know whose was whose because they had all the mm. different colors back then. Although, John, one of the things that we some, – for some reason, we got in our heads that we wanted to make them like – better to play with like you know because the nerf ball i mean they're because they're light you know so you only throw them so far especially if it's really windy and stuff like that so we were on this quest to make them heavier (laughs) so (laughs) contrary to popular belief you can get them to soak up water without the bite (laughs) oh can you oh wow can you really okay it's just slower i guess right (laughs) or or if you leave them in the water long enough (laughs) (laughs) not to soak in And so we would have this thing where like, and it was almost like a challenge. People come in the class, they say your backpack is of course soaked with water at that point because you didn't think far enough ahead. <laughs> but um, we would do things like literally like soak them in water overnight. Um, one person wow. actually co- covered, after soaking in water, covered the whole thing in electrical tape, thinking that would keep the water in. Good Lord. <laughs> That's not watertight. Oh, you guys complain about me. Jesus. Oh, but we were, we were throwing at each other. We were just throwing it because you could throw them further. That was a big thing. Like being able to throw the ball ah, further. That ah, was like, okay. that was like, so it wasn't weaponizing. Thing. It was just making them more logistically plausible. Yeah, we were weaponizing <laughs> our Nerf balls. There were no women with concussions lying on the street with us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing was this, I just remember like that was like a stat, almost like a status thing that every boy, especially you had to have a Nerf football. Like, cause it was like, and it was like, like Oh, who's, you know, and if they, if, your ball was one we played with. That was like cool because it was like, oh, mm-hmm. like, oh, here's mine. You, know, you pull one out, and especially if someone's got a brand new one, everyone really likes that one. Or one happens to have like cooler colors, or like that made the difference in how it played, which you really didn't. But who cares? But I also remember how nasty these things would get when they get wet and fall in dirt and mud. And oh yeah, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. But yeah, you know, when you're a kid, who cares? Nah, yeah. Come in covered head to toe in mud. Who cares? Isn't it funny that we all picked the Nerf football, which I guess for the age that we remember playing with Nerf. That would make sense, right? 
I mean, the footballs came out like 72, I think. So they've been around for a while, The fo- just the footballs themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. But they said they came up with variations. I mean, they have, like I said, the whistle one, the glow-in-the-dark one, the one with mm-hmm. the Oh, the tail. whistle so one. You, That's right. So, yeah, so yeah. you can throw a perfect yep. spiral and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I mean, and I, I think even today, I think you look in those, because a lot of the other products we talked about earlier, I think most of those are discontinued, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Now, I would love to have some of those, like you said, the little nerfles. I want those little guys, yeah, those but right. they're gone. <laughs> but, you know, but the footballs, the guns, the ball, those you can still, you go to Amazon today and buy them. Still get them. But damn. The foam ball. Oh, memories of Nerf. Hey, fourth listener, I'm sure you probably have memories of Nerf. So hit your email client, hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com and tell us your memories of Nerf. Likely you could be one of our future fourth listeners. Guys, thank you for your research on this. This has been a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> and George, you did not disappoint with your your deadly games of football. So I appreciate it. Yes, George can take any harmless thing and turn it into something And, and find horrible. a way. Find a way. Anything can be painful if you try hard enough. <laughs> words to live by. That's the next Nerf motto. You can just add it on there. there Anything can be painful right? if you try it's hard enough. The wetter, the better. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's better it's different (laughs) before we get out of this show i want to send a heartfelt thank you to doug o a patron who was already a patron who this happens so often i I don't know if this is common in the world of patreon or it's just unique to us doug gave us a raise he was already a patron oh and he's like you know what i really like what you do he bumped up his level on patreon maybe it's because he wanted that free puzzle cube i don't know what it is i'm gonna say it's because he just really (laughs) likes what it is that we do Doug, thank you so much for that. We're so grateful to you, not only for the the increase, but just for your ongoing support. It means the world to us. It really helps motivate us and keep us going doing what we do here. So, uh, and uh, and as you already know, you are part of a roster of amazing people to support us over on Patreon. And listener, if you are not yet on that role, it's so easy. Just head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Get out your credit card or whatever's in your browser history or whatever you want to do (laughs) for as little as a buck a month. You can become as long as your browser history doesn't say wetter is better <laughs> don't, don't tell us about that just tell us about your pledge we're so grateful if you consider doing that for us so that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show don't worry though we'll be back in a few weeks with some brand new ones we're taking some time off in july be some rewinds coming your way until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it is you, though, we all appreciate most of all. And we can't wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. No till sunrise. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Wetter the better. The wetter the better. That's just the name of this episode. Like, if I put Nerf on it, just the let, let them figure out what it is. probably get a lot of eyes. How do we get 8,000 downloads? <laughs> and people like, oh, then listen man, to 30 seconds and left. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm trying to figure a way to, to dig on you, George, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. I'll just okay. <laughs> that's fine. <clears throat> I'm just something about violence or something. Yeah. You've just used so many ways to insult me over the years. You've ran out now. I run <laughs> out. I'm dry. Or something else. Hey. I'm, I'm dry. <laughs> they say that. the wetter the better, but I'm dry. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.